Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your not very well host, Andy Goldstein. Yeah, I've got the old man flu. I should actually be in intensive care. If anyone else had what I've got at the moment, they wouldn't have come to work. A bit like Jason Cundy last week. And, oh, he's, he's not well, he's got a bad throat. And he took the day off. But I'm here because I'm hard as nails and I need the money. Right, let's begin with, of course, oh dear, your reaction to an awful night in Manchester. As my side, Manchester United, got tonked, embarrassed at home against Man City. Of course, there was lots of football fans on hand to air their happiness and disgust on my show. Loved it last night. Well, why 80,000 come here and why around the world they know all about Manchester United is because you can change your wife, you can change your politics, you can change your religion, but never, never, ever can you change your football team. Well said, Eric Cantona. Mares speeding through. Williams has given the ball away to De Bruyne. He's on the edge of the area, cuts in on his right foot, sends Phil Jones to sleep, plays it into the centre, hits Pereira, goes in off of the Manchester United man. It's 3-0, and Manchester City are thrashing Manchester United. I've supported United for 32 years. If Phil Jones ain't sold in this window, I'm going to blast Dumbledore United's shirt. I cannot believe he's still getting picked. My name could do a better job. It's an absolute show. He wasn't the problem. Yeah, but Joe, he wasn't the only problem tonight. This, you know, and I understand you're not alone because United fans have been, you know, tweeting and Andy was saying something similar as well. But the the problem today was every single player, every single United player, knew the result before they entered that field of play. And you've got to give City credit; they were scintillating. They were outstanding in that first half. But United look. That was second half when they first came out. No one wanted the ball. No one wanted the ball for United. Tonight, more than satisfied for the fact to come here, Trafford again, win, and a good performance in general, especially the first half and some moments the second one. But uh, like we spoke, of course, that is not is not over. We have uh, one more game and we're going to see what happens. It might be less than half a chance, of course, but uh, we've done this before, uh, both as a club and this as a team. We did it last year against PSG and uh, we've got to go in the memory bank and uh, look back to that one. Let me ask you this. If, what's his name? Pochettino comes in yep. and out of these players gets a tune, right? Will you then change your tune as to Edward would make a mistake? No! No, because my God, have you have you not seen what's have you got mud in your eyes? You're not seeing what's going on at that club. You've just you've just told me about this about this squad and about how bad they are. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's not good enough for the job. Who employed him? Ed Woodward. Ed, this is on his watch. Well, I'm, talking at about some play, stage, I'm talking about players coming in. 
You're talking about the players the United have got. We'll carry this what on over What scouting network is there at Manchester United? Who's, who's overseeing that? Who, who, is the, who is the one that sends out the scouts across Europe to identify target areas? No, so I don't want Cherry Blossom, Jason Shoes anymore. Like, but uh, basically, it's been bang on night. And the, uh, it all stops with Ed Woodward and that. I think, but under there, I think we've got to give Oli Solskjaer his three years and not see what the plan is and all that. And uh, I did phone you up over a month ago, uh, well, obviously when Pochettino lost his job at Spurs and say get Pochettino and but I'm, I'm doing a U-turn because we, we can do it in politics. I'll, I'll do it in football. And that Jason, was, look it. Jason, yeah, yeah, ulti- yeah. ultimately, the end game for United is to win the league again. It's so sure yeah, yeah, yeah. so the manager. We're not, we're not going to win it under Solskjaer. Well, why do you but, want to give him I'll, three I'll, years, well, Jason? Well, because end of the day, what, what, like, like Jason said, we'll get rid of Solskjaer then, then we'll bring Pochettino or whoever. And what, what, no, but what, Jason, what, why do you want well, a manager, why do you want a manager in charge who you've just said won't win the league? Why do you want that? Andy, you, you were a Man United fan in 1980, and I was five years behind you. When did we win the league title? I don't understand why you would choose to have a manager by your own admission you think won't win the title and keep him for another three years. You, uh, you have how to do we know that. we won't win the title? No, you though. said that. You said no. no I don't he... think you will at all. I, but I'm, I'm, why I, keep I, him? I, I live in hope. I live in hope, Andy. But I live why in hope. Keep... I live in Could Pochettino win it? I win the lottery, Andy. I live in hope that we'll win, we'll win the title with Ole, but I don't think we will. But, um, but could... my heart says we, 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 we'll win it with Ole, but me. Common sense. Well, I haven't got could much we, of a Could we win it under another manager? Well, I don't know. Uh, could Mopo win it for us? I don't know. Did Mopo win anything with Spurs? That's the question. And, of course, the Sports Bar is back tonight, taking calls on the back of Leicester against Aston Villa, a game you can hear live on Talk Sport. Right, over now to the ginger fella on drive time. And he had Danny Murphy, who, ironically, has no hair whatsoever. And Danny probably made other people's hair fall out on the show when he said he'd take James Madison, who I like, over Jaden Sancho, who I really like. You're looking at Sancho being 120. Madison is worth more than Sancho right now to me. 100% agree with him. Whatever that fee is, if Sancho's 70, Madison's 80, 90. Because he's done it in the Premier League, his goals and assists are through the roof, he's created more chances in, in the last season and a half than any other player in the Premier League. Gold does that. Gold does. Sancho is more of an England regular than Madison right now. I don't care. Does, that doesn't come into it? Not for me. I, I, I think Madison's more productive and, and proven in the Premier League. So you're not... There's a le- I'm, I'm, Don't get me wrong. I don't think Sancho would struggle. He's mm. super talent. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not putting him down. I'm saying right now, Madison is more guaranteed to succeed than Sancho. Time now to head over to the Norwoods Breakfast Show with Alan Brazil and Ray Parler and Danny Higgin... Botham, not bottom, everyone says bottom, it's Botham, B-O-T-H-A-M. Even Danny Higginbotham gets his own name wrong, silly man. Anyway, even talking about fans being priced out of the games. It's not cheap to go to games. You know, you've just had Christmas. Um, there's been an unbelievable amount of games recently. And, you know, it, it may just come down to, the, to that simple fact that, you know, it is expensive, mm. you know, to go and watch football. And, you know, when you've got families, when you've, when you've just had Christmas, which is a busy period as well as an expensive period as well, obviously that can make things more difficult. But I would expect that the tickets would probably go before, before the game. Time to talk cricket, and of course, Ben Stokes again took the headlines as England won a thrilling test match against South Africa in Cape Town. Every ball was exclusively live on TalkSport 2. And there's a two-hour special from 10am this morning on TalkSport 2, if you like cricket, and you're listening before 10am on Wednesday. If you're listening after that, well, you've had a result. 
Anyway, here's Joe Root with Mark Butcher and Goffey. Stokes in again. Stokes in It's been taken. Stokes has done it again. Just when England needed a hero, they found one. They've managed to drag themselves over the line. Led by that man, Ben Stokes. A first win of Newlands since 1957. Was there a, a conscious decision made by the dressing room, by yourself and management, that Ben would go out and play like that? Or did Ben just take it upon himself? No, you put Ben in that situation, you let him go. Uh, you don't want to fill guys with the way he thinks about the game with too many outer, uh, outer thoughts. Just, just let him go and do his thing. And um, I watched him net in the morning. It was quite clear how he was going to go and play. <laughs> but uh, you've still got to go and do it. And you know, some of the shots were unbelievable to watch uh, and it makes it very difficult for bowlers to to stop him scoring um, which in a situation like that when you're trying to control away and take wickets it can be very difficult as an mm -hmm. opposing team so you know for him to go and play in that manner that's you know that's worth 150 in a lot of other situations it's given you the time hasn't it I it mean, has you, given you us look, the time you, you, look. you look at how Absolutely. little time there was left in the test match him doing that yeah. gave you the time to win the game i mean it's a, an astonishing innings you probably you know we probably we didn't read it that way at all in the morning we thought perhaps you know you're, you're enough in front england probably have a look until lunchtime and then see what happens but you know in the end with absolute hindsight it was uh, it was brilliant, and it was uh, it must be great to have him in your team. Talk to yes. me about the about the young players. Talk to me about Sibley. Talk to me about the uh, your catching. Talk to me about all of the other things. I mean, Don Bess again. He he stood up for you. Okay. Yeah. Some might say that he wasn't he didn't bowl and maintain an attacking enough line for you in the last innings. But mate, that's a serious performance from a guy in his third Test match. Yeah, it, from all of them. And I think what you've got to remember is that where county cricket's at at the moment, so such a different game to Test cricket. Mm. These guys are coming in and they have to learn on the job. And for them to be able to put in performances like that so early on, I think it's credit to the temperament, credit to the character, and credit to the environment that's been created as well. Mm. From you know the management, from all the senior players, to allow them to go and do it exactly how they would go and do it in the in the count in game. So, and what about having that option of uh, Joe Lee? I asked him the question. In all his wildest dreams, he never thought he'd be bowling on the last day of a Test match to help <laughs> England win a Test. Two two wickets he picked up in 18 overs. Amazing to have that option as well. Amazing. I, I think as soon as he saw that first one spin, he, he came <laughs> off at, at lunch and he said, "I'll retire if I don't get a wicket here." So. Thankfully, uh, my sake, him, he, he, he did, and he picked up two very important ones. Yeah, wickets from your from your part timers. I know you got to get off and, and do TV. Wickets from your part timers. Every time you moved a fielder, the ball went straight to him. You got a wicket. Um, I know you're too modest to say so, but you must be inside dead chuffed about the way things went for you as, as a captain this week. Yeah, I mean, there are games where you feel like you've called it exactly how you want it, and it doesn't go your way. And there are some days which really falls for you. And as, as well, I've got some very good senior guys around me that uh, offering up good suggestions all the time. Um, but it is it is always nice to have weeks like this where things do sort of fall into place, and um, you, know, you feel like all the hard work that you put in is is really worthwhile. And remember, you can also catch all the action from South Africa by listening to the following on Cricket Podcast. Love that title. That's available every day of the tour on Apple Podcasts, Acast, and Spotify. Time now to hear from Hawksby and Jacobs, whose show, of course, airs between 1pm and 4pm, Monday to Friday. And here's a little fact for you. If you add up the ages of Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs and then divide them by two, legally, neither of them should actually be working without a nurse at hand. Anyway, this is the two of them doing it without medical aid. 
Have you noticed that all media organisations, in fact, all organisations, are trying to attract younger listeners, younger viewers, younger participants? Is that participants. why you're wearing that baseball cap? That's very much so, yeah. And uh, now the latest to do that is uh, Radio 3. They're seeking to make programmes more accessible to younger listeners. Hmm. Well, unless you can Snapchat Beethoven's fifth, I wouldn't bother. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Maybe Beethoven will come on and say hi to mm. all my fans. And the same there. with skiing. Skiing uh, uh, alarm people who run skiing by the slide in young visitors. And again, you know, unless you can put a, try putting a 15 second version of Ski Sunday on YouTube, that'll work. <laughs> See, my, my view is wait till these people are a bit older and then they will come to these things. You can't, you can't force young people to like Radio 3, can you? Forget it. It's not going to happen. Well, so I think some, probably some people do, don't they? <coughs> I think they're back, they want their classical fix, Andy. I mean, it's like you going off to the ballet or the opera. You can't tell the difference between the two, as we discussed yeah, but I'm not, I'm not 16. No, that's true. You're not. Not that's anymore. True. You remember Beethoven when he was around, don't you? <laughs> I do. Actually. I mean, you met him a couple of times, didn't very, you? Very much so. Yeah. Uh, somebody older than me is 103-year-old Philip Parker. Oh, yeah. What's uh, his secret? Uh, beekeeping and crop growing. Really? Mm. Not, not red wine? Or porridge or whiskey. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So I might get myself some bees. Um, the Anita Bruckner, the author of Hotel du Lac, oh, yeah. uh, left 2.4 million in her will last year. We stayed in a similar place in Cheltenham last season, a Hotel du Lac of a good breakfast. <laughs> Did we, what was it, bad last year? I can't, I can't remember that the year before. I can't it all merges into one glorious I can't particularly, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was the pies, it was them, the, the, it was the last year, I remember the hotel, the, the joy, the breakfast was good, but it was the crust on the evening pie we had that night. You could cut diamonds with with it. The steak that choked Paul Jiggins. Yeah, that's right. It nearly <laughs> killed Paul Jiggins, which are, are, are terrible. The West Ham fans would have been cheering, but it would have been a disaster if that had been the case. Was you a particularly hirsute person as a child? When did you, was you a hairy boy, Andy? No, I wasn't. Well, yeah, just, we only asked the question because Robson Green apparently reckons he had a hairy chest when he was 12. Really? Yeah. Well, you know. We had a in. couple of boys at school who uh, who had sort of tashes when they mm. were sort of 15. Oh, yeah, you get and a few of those. A few. And uh, a bit of a hair. Yeah, but uh, 12 is pushing it a bit. It is. Yeah. You see a bluefin tuna went for £2.4 million. Where's, who's it gone to? Is it, which, so which team? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's... Uh, is that Liverpool again? Grampus 8. I think it's Liverpool again. They've managed, <laughs> they've managed to pick up something for, you know, less than £5 million It quid. is the tuna transfer window. It is the tuna transfer window. And I didn't yeah. realise this programme was on because somebody wrote to the... What, this programme? No, no, this programme. Oh, okay. I somebody I'd be wrote worried if that was the case, then. <laughs> We'd just be speaking to nobody. Yeah. Well, probably are anyway. Well, that's a good chance. Every <laughs> chance. Every chance. Somebody wrote to the Daily Star about this programme called Britain's Favourite Breakfast Cereal. Oh, yeah, I saw a bit of it, Is yeah. that really a TV show? Oh, yeah, show? It was two hours, oh, mate. goodness sake. Two hours. Surely that's the Talking end of Talking heads saying, like, <laughs> sugar puffs all day and then someone else saying, oh, wheat a bix And oh, I did rice Crispies uh, for me. Somebody was in uh, and Hollyoaks. A question I'll be asking every day during the transfer window: Has Koulibaly joined West Ham yet? No, it's, it's, it's the, you're going to have the Koulibaly countdown. I see if Jim will put a ticker on the clock on Sky. You're listening to Talksport Daily, and this is Jason Cundy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Back now to the Law Woods Breakfast Show with Alan Brazil. We tried to be clever with the fact he heard, and it backfired massively. Dear, oh dear, oh dear, Alan. Where were you last night? You were at 20 past 8. Last night, where were you at 20 past 8? 20 past 8, I was um, uh, watching football. Do you know where I'm coming from? What? Because last night, 20 past 8, where was 20 you? seconds, was 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Oh, well, I didn't really think you will never, out. You'll never, when I was watching you, the football. You will never, ever, I was watching ever Lee, see that again. I was watching Leeds dominate the first half at uh, the Emirates. Look at, look at, look at, look at the faces. <laughs> huh? Huh? What do you mean? 20 minutes past eight, 20 seconds in 2020. <laughs> How did you come out with that? I've just... Did, you, did your alarm these, go off I or think, something? No, did I your think, alarm I go off last night? Like but well, you're so clever, Al. Seriously, <laughs> when you thought about that. Well, we were flooded with tweets, calls, oh, and hey, texts. Someone texted oh, me. It's not special. It happens every night this year. Ah, well, only, <laughs> I was talking Monday night. There you go, Alan Brazil, getting a bit carried away with 20 minutes past eight. Of course, we all know that that will happen again in 2120 when it's 20 past nine. Time now to listen to Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, talking about football agents again. That ultimately, the players don't care what the club's wishes are, don't feel there's any loyalty that they need to have the club, and feel that their loyalty is best placed with the people that they don't actually pay themselves, which are the agents. And it concerns me that, you know, that in this day and age that the agents have got so much influence without any seemingly obligations for responsibility. There's Football is reaping what it sows because it won't double down on ensuring that these agents are regulated, that they are controlled. It released those controls 10 years ago when it allowed duopoly, which is players being able to represent both the player and the club, and then mm. it released it again, or was about to. When it's now, they're able to represent the buying club, the selling club, and the player. Yeah, uh, and all of these things create a culture. I don't believe that agents have a right to comment on the business of football clubs. I believe they have a, the right to comment on the f- affairs of their clients. Well, Simon, Raiola did comment on United, and Simon makes that point. What did he say, Natalie? Well, he was talking about players in particular. He says, today, I wouldn't bring anyone to Manchester United. They would ruin, he said, even Maradona, Pelle, uh, Pelle? Pelle even, and Maldini. Paul Pogba needs a team and a society, one like at Juve before. 
he was mm. saying. So he was you very can't critical. speak like this as a football agent. You can't. You well, cannot. It's you can. Really. You can. But, but he started a long time ago with ridiculous little twits like Yaya Torre's agent coming out and saying he didn't get a birthday card. You know, you've got to look at the players themselves and say these are your representations. Paul Pogba has not gone into United United and covered himself with glory. No. Paul Pogba is not bigger than Manchester United. Yeah. Manchester United is going through a period of transition. I do think this is a byproduct of a lack of leadership. I do believe that if you had proper leadership at the top of the Man United pyramid in Woodward really doubling down on the football side of the business, and if you had proper leadership in the dugout that had more gravitas and more kudos, these guys would not have the balls to talk about these football clubs in the way they are. They're opening the door to football agents. They're getting ahead of themselves. But this is what happens when money invades the game. Players have yeah. got a lot to yeah. say for themselves in this day and age. Players have a lot more influence than they once had. It's not surprising that the agents, when you give this guy, Man United, 40 million quid of the money you pay Paul Pogba, you put him in a position where he's got an awful amount of financial clout to be able to stand back and say, I can say what I want. Because without football clubs, his client doesn't have somewhere to go. Mm. So he can sit there and have these, these opinions, but his contribution to the business of sport, his contribution to the well-being of football players, the business of sport, is to make money and take money from football not put money into football. So I, for one, sit there with an understanding that these wall and the wallpaper merchants have a place. But this sort of scenario where he's able to speak in this fashion and his reward is for Lingard, a Man United player to sign with him, tells me there's something wrong between clubs and players. Still time, of course, in this podcast, I'm delighted to tell you to talk more Manchester United. Is Trevor Sinclair, Danny Mills, the ginger fella from Drive, and Danny Murphy before the derby on Paul Pogba. I think it's kind of a changing arena for players and um, I feel Pogba obviously being such a massive name it, he's kind of come unstuck and there's been a lot of really strong opinions against him but I feel I feel for him because any player you know you can ask any player Danny ask, ask Danny Danny missed out on the World Cup for injury injuries are the worst thing now it doesn't matter what he does on social media that's not going to help his injury but I just feel players have got to start learning how to deal with social media better but I think what he can do Trev he, he could have started putting out there putting on his rehab sessions you know how hard he's working <laughs> yeah. you know sweat dripping off him yeah, in the no, gym and all and that. This is him learning about social yeah, media but, and how to use it properly. But, he, but he's old enough now to know better than that and he should have a team around him to know better than that rather than yeah. posting silly little things, you know, just say, look, yeah, I'm injured, but I'm working I'm working 24-7 to yeah. get right, to get fit, giving every ounce of energy that I've got. And I think that's just common sense. It is, Dan. Yeah. I think the other thing, yeah. Danny, as well, is that, you know, they Manchester United shouldn't be a club that's relying, so relying on one player, should they? You know, no. especially in the midfield area, when we think well, back at the teams we played over again. the last 10 years has been poor, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You know, let's be yeah. honest, since Alex Ferguson left, that, that yeah. last couple of years, it's been poor. And, and, that, and they're suffering for that now. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is, is doing OK. Results aren't really good enough for, for Manchester United. The only thing I would say is when it comes to recruitment in the summer, especially... Is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a big enough name to attract those big names? I don't think you need a big enough name manager. I think the football I think club you do. itself. I, 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 if, if you're not in the Champions League, I think you do. You know, yeah. you, know, you look at what Tottenham have got now in, in Mourinho. Players will go there because of the manager. Everton, they might go there because Angelotti's there and the contacts and everybody so else that he has. you think players will go to Everton because of Ancelotti rather than Manchester United because of Ole? I don't think so, Danny. <laughs> Come on, be well, realistic. But, but he, he, will know, he will know a lot of people, you know, and maybe senior players, that, you know, they're going to get the same sort of wage and, and maybe, OK, come in and play for it as a squad player. Yeah, Players will go to the manager. It, you know, Zlatan did it. Zlatan went, went, came here because of Mourinho. 
you know, he's gone places because of managers. I wouldn't say he came here because of Mourinho. It helped that Mourinho was here, but he's still Manchester United. He's still got 73,000 fans. But if they're not, if they're not in the Champions League yet again, they're, they're, they're looking at a second and third tier type player. They're not going to be able to attract the very, very top. Whereas if they brought in I feel Pochettino like a, or Zidane, I understand what suddenly you're you go, OK, yeah. you are going to get very, very top players come because of that manager. Yeah, but I, I think that's short-termism, Danny. I think you look at Manchester United as a football club. It's a giant football club. It's one of the biggest football clubs in the world, never mind the Premier League. You'd argue there's probably only Liverpool that could compete with it on the size of the club. But going forward, you know, I actually feel Manchester United, if they do continue to get it right, as they have done in the last window or so, uh, in the transfer window, they're going to get back to where they want to be. Just going back on another point, you know, you were talking about um, the, the league, the league cup from for Manchester City at the FA Cup. Listen, they're massive. It's still silverware uh, in the cabinet for Manchester City, and I think being defending champions of them two. But, but I don't, I don't think they would consider that as success. I don't think they would, but they still want to win it, and oh, I think they're going to give everything to win it. And I think you know the priority is to finish second at least in the Premier League, and obviously the Champions League. So we do agree on some things, but most, <laughs> most, mostly we don't. <laughs> you two, fantastic, oh, typical wingers, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> flaky, you, flaky uh, at best. Yeah. <laughs> Scores one overhead kick, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Time now for the best bits of Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. Now, I know what you're thinking. We started the podcast with Sports Bar action, yes, of course, but we sort of sandwich it in now as it is without doubt the most successful show on national radio. In fact, I've got a little email here. It says, uh, Dear Andy, confirmation that your show is the best on national radio. No one signed that, but that's good enough for me. Anyway, here are the best bits from the Sports Bar on the night where the phones were working. Hurrah! Now, I've been chatting to him tonight on text, and I just said, do you want to come on? And he went, yeah, OK. So let's say hello and good evening to former United legend Darren Fletcher joins us. Fletch, good evening. Hi, Fletch. Evening, evening, chaps. How are you doing? How are you, Fletch? Did I see you on the telly earlier on? I was, yes. Um, you... Doing a little bit of Sky Sports. Aren't you meant to put on lots and lots of weight after you finish playing? Yeah, um, that's usually the fun, but I've not sort of retired yet, so... No, well... Case, I'm still training quite hard. I saw the last couple of years you were, have been playing. I thought you retired ages ago. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Tell you what, I'm not going to come on again after that. I tell you what, you do a great job tonight in the United. So what? What? Um, I don't know if you've heard the callers we've had on tonight, but lots of lots of downbeat United fans, understandably so, because this isn't the United we're we're sort of we're used to seeing. What do you think the problem is at the moment, Darren? Because there is a problem at the club. But what do you think it is? Is it just a blip? Um, the problem is obviously we've not dealt with. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson going. I think that um, the transfer recruitment hasn't been great, but I do think that's been down to the managers, not necessarily the club. I feel like the managers have got the players that they've wanted, and the club have supported them in that. Maybe up until the end under Jose Mourinho, a little bit that changed, but ultimately, all the managers have got the players and the recruitment strategies that they wanted, and it hasn't been good enough. And um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is now, along with everyone on the same page, Building the Manchester United team to win again, and they're going they're going about it the right way, but it's a hard way and it's a long way, and it's going to take a little bit of pain. And I understand everyone's frustrations, but they are trying to do things the right way. The squad is a little bit of light. They made a lot of decisions this season that they probably realise might cost them a little bit, but they are for the long term good of the club. Fletcher Star, when are you next down in London? I'm desperate to get you in the studio. When are you next down? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm never in London. I like to stay north, to be honest. Manchester and Scotland. 
<laughs> my two places I like to stay. We play really well. We play in hobnobs or bourbons. I don't know what your favourites are, but we, we we get you down stringies as well, Fletch. We'll afterwards, we we'll take you out afterwards. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a done deal, done deal. <laughs> that's legally binding, so we sort it out. <laughs> That's it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. A reminder, of course, that you need to tune in, whatever you do, to my show, the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. That's 10pm tonight. On the back of live commentary on TalkSport of the Carabao Cup semi-final first leg, the second semi-final, between Leicester and Aston Villa. When I say second semi-final, as in it's their first tie, but it's the second semi-final because Manchester, you understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, make sure you do that from 10pm to have your say on National Radio. A quick reminder, if you've not done so already, press subscribe and then you can get your podcast on Acast, on iTunes, on Apple Pods, on just about anything and everything where there's a podcast facility available. Don't go somewhere where there isn't, like, you know, Sainsbury's, they don't do it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Blockbusters, well, probably don't even exist anymore, so don't go there. Or a sandwich shop. When they come home and go, can I help you, sir? And you go, yeah, I'd like the Andy Goldstein Talkable Daily Podcast, please, for one. They'll look at you like your man. They'll go, well, have a look at the menu. We haven't got that. We've got sausages, we've got fish fingers. I don't see fish fingers on a menu anymore. My kids love fish fingers. Anyway, thanks for downloading. Have a good day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.